Seven minutes past 9 a.m. on this soggy Sunday morning. Good day to sit in your couch and read a book, maybe. One of those books could be Cold Case Vancouver, the city's most baffling unsolved murders. And the author, Eve Lazarus, was on the program shortly after the book was released. It has now been nominated for a Bill Duthie Booksellers Choice Award, part of the BC Book Awards. And Eve Lazarus is back with us this morning. Eve, welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me. No problem at all, and congratulations on being nominated. Thanks very much. Uh, we talked about, as I mentioned, uh, you talked about this book when it first came out and some of the, the eerie cold case files of Vancouver. Uh, since it's been out, has there been one or two that have really, uh, you found, resonated with people or, or that people have been talking about? Well, actually, probably um, Babes in the Woods has come up over and over again. That was the one, uh, the two small children skeletons found in Stanley Park back in 1953. But since I came out, I started a um, Facebook group page called Cold Case Canada and with the idea of, you know, sort of keeping the conversation going. And, and that's been quite fascinating. It's got more sort of conversation going on some of the cases, but also new ones that I'd never heard of. Uh, it, it is uh, quite a fascination. Uh, I think I think people have probably heard of the the babes in the woods story uh, in some form uh, but there is this this fascination with cold cases and unsolved mysteries definitely when well, you look at all the, the tv shows that are out there and uh, just this whole sort of true crime thing and i know i am i'm absolutely fascinated with all true crime and murder uh, can you share one with us uh, from the page uh, you mentioned that you hadn't heard of before what what has kind of piqued your interest um Oh, there's been a, a lot of them. One of them was um, a woman called Sheila Henry. And uh, if I have this right, I think she was murdered in 1993. Uh, she was a nurse living in Vancouver. And the interesting thing, it came up, her father had posted something on the site and some of her friends that knew her in the interior had sort of posted. And when I looked at the news clippings back then, the police had said it was a husband and um, the, the husband is, is still in Victoria and uncharged. So I, I just found, I don't know the details of that, but I, I find that really fascinating that the police would sort of name him. That is. That's uh, that's different. Uh, what what about some of the other stories? Uh, I just actually pulled up the Facebook page uh, that you were talking about, Cold, cold Case uh, Vancouver. Uh, a lot of people uh, commenting on it and, and even talking too. Uh, you mentioned Babes in the Woods, but a lot of stories around Vancouver maybe that people hadn't heard of either. Uh, well, in the book, do you mean? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it's definitely, I think most of them um, haven't been heard of, and I think that was the appeal to me. I was looking for people that didn't live high-risk lifestyles that were sort of men, women, children that were really just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I, I find that just really frightening. And, uh, you know, people like Jenny Conroy, who was the uh, first chapter in the book, she was a 24-year-old woman back in 1944, right in the middle of the war, who was murdered. And she was particularly fascinating because it turned out um, after she was murdered, it came out that she was an unwed mother. And uh, I just found that really interesting, exploring what the attitudes were to illegitimate, illegitimate children during the war and had, you know, that relaxed it all. And uh, apparently, no, it hadn't. It was, um, you know, here's this woman who'd um, hidden her pregnancy from her family to sort of save them the shame. And 
had um, gone back to working in the grain elevators, one of the, the war jobs, and, and then had got brutalised in the media when the police leaked that she was an unwed mother. And isn't that, I would like to think that it's different now, but isn't that a glimpse into the past as something that just, it just seems so odd? Well, it really wasn't. I really liked sort of exploring those kind of murders. There was another one, Robert Hopkins was a 48-year-old printer with a daily paper at that time called the News Herald, and he was gay, and he was murdered in 1954 when homosexuality was still illegal, and that was sort of fascinating to, to explore what it was like to be a gay man in, in 1954, and, and some of the defences, I guess, that were used at that time, and there was another uh, Matee boy, um, seven-year-old Roddy Moore, who was killed in the 40s on his way to his East Vancouver school and was kind of exploring the attitudes of police back then. You know, perhaps if, you know, it wasn't um, a gay man or um, a First Nations boy or an unwed mother, maybe these murders would have been solved. I don't know. Uh, have any of them been solved since the book came out? No, sadly, no. <laughs> uh, that would be a, that would be an interesting twist too. If if there was something, or somebody read something, or if it caught somebody's attention, and there was some new information that came forward. Well, wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's part of the reason I did this sort of the Cold Case Canada Facebook page. Just you know, maybe people would talk about it, or at least think about something that they you know saw 30 years ago. I did get a call from a Vancouver police detective who said he'd had a couple of tips through Crime Stoppers about one of the uh, murders that happened in the 50s. Uh, I don't know if anything came of that, but I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, someone would read the book and it would, you know, at least you make them remember something from that long ago. Oh, yeah. Did he tell you which one? Uh, I believe it was Lila Anderson. She was murdered in 59. And what were some of the details of that case? Well, she was um, uh, on her way. It was Christmas, actually, Christmas night, and she was on her way out for dinner, and um, she was, at some point after her dinner, she was picked up off a bus stop and um, dragged into this car and then murdered and um, dumped on a field at that point near Knight Street. And uh, no one could find out who she had dinner with that night or what her movements were. And so so that was a huge mystery. And uh, one of the... There were a number of murders around that period. Um, in 1958 on Easter, which I found kind of interesting with the holiday connection, there was a, a woman called Evelyn Roche who was murdered uh, coming home from the bus stop in sort of a similar way. And three months after her murder, the, the Pauls were, were murdered. They were a husband and wife and an 11-year-old daughter. And uh, Helen was coming home from the bus and uh, the three of them were murdered in their house. So there are all these sort of weird connections, and you kind of wonder where all these people, was it just such a brutal place that there are all these murderers, you know, wandering around, or was it a serial killer that was on the loose? Uh, yeah, fascinating. Uh, do you find, too, after after writing the book and, and learning about all of these these bits of history, uh, do you almost feel like you're... you're Advocates probably the wrong word, but but I get the sense when you when, when you said you know sadly uh, none none of the cases has been solved at this point. I almost feel like you have this personal attachment to them now, almost in that you're you're kind of fighting for for justice for these people. Well, I really did get close to them. You know, in just about every chapter, I interviewed the family and the friends, and here they've lived with you know in some cases seventy years of not knowing what happened to their their mother or aunt or sister and 
in that case, the 70-year-old one, the Jenny Conroy one I mentioned, I mean, she was sort of brutalised in the media at that point and kind of blamed for her own murder. And I feel like, you know, sort of the fact that I'm telling their stories and bringing them up again at least gives them a bit of justice in that way, even if it doesn't get solved. And, you know, when they're that old, it's kind of unlikely that they will. Uh, interesting too when you when you say that too about here's here's somebody from the fifties who was just brutalized in in the media the way the coverage was because at the time being an unwed mother was was perceived as being so wrong uh, we still do I mean perhaps not not as as black and white as that or not in that scenario but we still do uh, the treatment people get based on on the circumstances uh, perhaps of how they are brutalized how they are, are killed what they look like where they were what they were doing uh, th- there is still a certain amount of judgment when it comes to how things are reported and how people talk about things oh i definitely agree and you know you just look at the missing women that's happening at the moment and uh, yeah i i think we really do judge people on their lifestyles and in a sense, you know, when I say I, I didn't pick high-risk lifestyles, I, I did do that intentionally, but it wasn't to sort of infer that, you know, anyone that living a high-risk lifestyle deserved to be murdered. It's certainly not. Uh, the, the book, as you mentioned, it's getting a lot of feedback, a, a lot of people uh, reading it and learning new things. Uh, does that lead you to want to, to write another one, or are you working on any other kind of crime uh, crime project? Well, I really find that true crime is my thing and even when I look back at the other books like Sensational Vancouver and um, At Home it really they they were true crime I just seem drawn to that kind of underbelly of, of Vancouver which I I just find that the history of Vancouver really interesting when you sort of you know we, we weren't just this kind of port city with fisheries and forestry and these streets named after old white men. We had this really exciting history of bootlegging and brothels and police corruption and things like that. So, yeah, I'm drawn to, to all parts of, of that true crime. And I, I found this really intense, this book. I thought I'd be better at compartmentalising and just writing it. But uh, I need to sort of step back from unsolved murders a bit, I think, and just uh, write about something uh, a bit more... Uh, not, not as um, intense. Did you have nightmares while you were writing the book? I did a bit, yeah. <laughs> I really did. I would imagine people would have nightmares reading it, too. I mean, there are some, they're pretty gruesome details in a lot of these stories. Well, I tried not to sensationalize them, but, you know, I, I did want to sort of write about them, uh, how they happen, and just, you know, make people look at that kind of violence and what was going on and, and how violent. You know, when I was writing the book, I'd have people say, oh, Vancouver was such a nicer, gentler place back in the old good old days. And, you know, it really wasn't. It, post-war Vancouver was a really nasty place. And particularly if you're a woman or a child or a gay man or, you know, sort of visible minority, it was, um, you know, not a pleasant place to be. And I, I think we, we don't see that. And I think that's really interesting to me. Uh, definitely. It wasn't just a place where houses were affordable at the time. There's a, there's another story to it. That's right. Uh, one other thing, the pictures in the book really, uh, really take the reader back and see glimpses and shots of the city. Uh, were, how were you able to, to compile them and, and why was it important to you to put the black and white, the photos in the book? Well, the pictures are almost are took as much time to source and and look at than the actual research didn't. I think it was really important just to give a sense of the history 
and also who the people were. A lot of the pictures came, you know, directly from the family's albums. And, you know, if you look at sort of the, the chapter on Evelyn Roche, Hastings Sunrise chapter, you know, there's all the pictures of the kids. And that was one of them I'd read about when I was writing Sensational Vancouver. She was murdered in, in 1958. I just mentioned her before. And but she'd left two young children, and it really bothered me, you know, what happened to the children. I really wanted to find out, and I ended up tracking them down for cold case, and they were able to sort of tell me about their mum and, you know, their mother's story and, um, and give me these photos, which I think really sort of added a lot of depth to the book. Well, and the photo you're referring to, it's it's uh, the children, uh, Sharon and Frank, on Hornby Street. I think it's 1947. Right. Yes. It's just amazing. It's such a beautiful picture of these children. And the street itself, you would never know uh, that that's Hornby Street. Mm. And the mother ran a cafe just behind where they're standing. And, you know, sort of all that sense of history of old Vancouver. It's just, yeah. it- Definitely. Well, congratulations again, uh, one of uh, the finalists for the Bill Duthie Booksellers Choice Award. Eve, great to chat with you again. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you so much. That is Eve Lazarus. She is the author of Cold Case Vancouver, the city's most baffling unsolved murders. And as I mentioned, I do have one copy of the book that I am happy to give to one lucky listener this morning. You can send me an email and I will enter you in the draw to win the book. The email address, weekendnews at cknw.com. Put cold case, put unsolved murder, something like that in the subject line. Your name and address because I will mail it to you. You don't even have to come pick it up. So put your name and address in the body of the email. Again, that's weekendnews at cknw.com. And good luck. You have until 10 o'clock to get your email to me. We'll take a short break. You are listening to The Jill Bennett Show.